Hey, how's it going, everybody? All right, my name is Nick, and I'm here to do a podcast with y'all about WWE. We're going to be looking at the draft that was a little over three months ago, um, and just seeing where everything's at right now in the state of WWE, kind of. Um, I'm going to go through both rosters. Uh, we're going to divide this up into male, female, tag team, and kind of rate each division and see where the pendulum sways a little bit pendulum pendulum people say it differently um and and see where it sways and and who is the favorite right now um so okay without further ado let's just get into this let's just do it uh so i'm gonna start off with smackdown because obviously smackdown in my opinion is a better show right now i think it's more structured i think they have a lot more going for it even with it being two hours even though cough cough it's kind of becoming three with 205 live thing that's happening and you can say it's kind of cough, cough, four hours with uh, talking smack after. So they're kind of cheating with that. But hey, who who cares? Um, right now, it's a better show. It seems to have a lot better direction. It's more cohesive. Uh, so let's just run down the list of we're going to do male single wrestlers right now. Um, after this, I'll move to women. Then we'll go to tag on SmackDown. Um, so we got AJ Styles. And this is in order of who I think has done the most since the draft has happened. So even though they might have been drafted high or you may think of them highly or higher than this list, the position that I have these superstars in is what what is because of what I think they've accomplished since the draft has happened, um, whether their stock is up or stock is down. And there are some asterisks, and I'll get into those when they show up. Um, okay. So I have AJ Styles first, of course. Um, he's the world heavyweight champion. Um, he is fantastic, and I can do that because I'm Southern. <laughs> um, I can make I, I can I can do all that. I'm Southern, so I can make fun of us. It's fine. It's fine. It's a thing. So yeah, he defeated John Cena. Great match. Great, huge, highly contested match. He defeated Dean Ambrose, and then he defeated the combination of both of them. Um, and I will go on to say this, James Ellsworth is not on this list because he is not contracted, at least to this point, by WWE. So I don't have him on my list, but I would probably have him somewhere in the middle if he were to be there because he has done more than a lot of these guys have. Anyway, getting back to this, yeah, AJ Styles has had a, a hell of a year so far, especially since the draft. It's kind of like his stock is just all in on him, all in. Um, number two on SmackDown Live is going to be The Miz. I think his promo work is exceptional, really, on Talking Smack when him and Daniel Bryan had that little scuffle. It kind of propelled him into a new stratosphere, in my opinion. It kind of opened eyes to see, like, hey, he's been doing this for a long time, but now let's give him the ball and let him, let's him see what he can do with it. I think he's done well. I think, um, yeah, he, he held the intercontinental strap for a while, and he had a great segment with Dolph that I don't think is over. Um but yeah, he's had a great trajectory since the draft. I like where he's going, and I think he's going to get another run with the main belt sooner rather than later. I would love to see that too. Um, but yeah, like I said, again, this is just my opinion. These orders, it could be different for you. As in number three, I have Dean Ambrose. Of course, that could be different. Um, I think when he had the championship belt, they didn't really know how to write for him, and it came off as kind of Roman Reigns-ish, as in it was quirky. Not as it was forced down our throats and we hated it. It was more very quirky. It didn't feel right. And him chasing after the championship feels more right. It feels like his place to be. And I think one day we will get to where 
he will be a great champion and we'll see that. I just don't think right now was a great opportunity to have that happen. I don't think he's going to hold the championship anytime soon because you have John Cena waiting in the wings. You have AJ Styles still there. You have the Miz who's an up and comer still who can, and I say up and comer, but he's held the championship before, but I think he's on that caliber. I think Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, any one of these guys can hold it before um, Dean Ambrose does again. But I think he's always going to be a great threat, and he's been that since the draft. Um, Number four is Dolph Ziggler, and they started off with a big bang um, with him challenging Dean Ambrose for the title um, first, and that was kind of a big ordeal. It, It kind of showed how much faith they have in him as a performer, and ever since then, we've been building to this crescendo of what happened uh, at the last pay-per-view with The Miz. And that we saw him come out on top winning the IC title. And now it's kind of stagnated since. But he's done a lot since the draft. And I love what they're doing with him. Uh, it makes a lot of sense for his character. So, yeah, it, it, it says a lot when a veteran like that can do so much with very little. And I think he's been given a little bit and made a lot out of it. Um, after that, we have, I'm just going to kind of run through these two because they kind of felt the same path ever since the draft. And it's Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton. I think um, Bray was kind of mishandled and now he's found his light. And I like that. And I think it's because of Randy Orton, who I put right after Bray. Um, it's a solid, what's that? One, two, three, four, five, and six pick. I like that. Uh, you can pretty much interchange them. I think they've had the same order. Now I know you're saying, where's John Cena? Okay, John Cena's now at number seven. Um, I think with him being, he's not a part-timer, but he's going to be a guy that's going to be in and out from now on, or he's going to have six months on, three months off, three months on, three months off, something like that, which is fine. He has given it all his entire career. Uh, Total admiration for a dude like that who gives everything 100% every night, um, even at house shows. It's great. I just think... Since the draft, he's kind of been on cruise control, which I think is great because you have to do that for his character. Because if he goes after that championship belt, he's going to have 26 reigns by the time we're done with next year. Um, Just because they've built him up to be that unstoppable force. And it's like you you kind of have to put the brakes on it right now. So that's why I have him there because he hasn't really done a lot, but he's been in the mix somewhat. Um after him, it's kind of a drop-off of just a who's who of names of the lower to mid-card guys. And it's just run through these real quick. Quick Kane, who just had a resurgence because of the Randy Orton feud. Uh, Baron Corbin, who's now getting repackaged as more of a lone wolf, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Jack Swagger, who's been Baron Corbin's bitch, basically. But that's fine because, okay, they brought in Jack Swagger because Alberto Del Rio... Uh, left, So they had to have a former world champion to come in and kind of be that placeholder for, okay, you're going to get Baron Corbin over. That's basically what it was. Um, and I don't mean Jack Swagger was this little bitch. It just came off that way. Um, after this, but Apollo Crews, um, yeah, talk about dropping the ball with a character that came up way too damn early. Uh, they should have kept him in NXT. It was a mistake to bring him up. I think you can have a resurgence, maybe if he cuts some weight and becomes a cruiserweight. I don't know if that can happen because he is a big guy. Uh, We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. After that, I have Luke Harper. Um, He just came back from being hurt. Hasn't really done enough to warrant anything big. 
in my opinion. Um, Eric Rowan is, I think, yeah, the last one on my list. Um, and I'll get to the other two in just a second because there are still two more, surprisingly. Um, Eric Rowan, who was kicked out of the Wyatt family, but then brought back in really weird storyline. It didn't make a lot of sense. Um, so with that, I, I, I kind of just put him dead last as people who have performed. Um, after that, I have Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, talk about something dead in the water. Um, Kalisto is the last one on my list because ever since that thing with Baron Corbin, it feels like a few months, um, a few months ago, we haven't seen him really. He hasn't, he hasn't been there at all. And what, what happened to you? Kalisto, um, had high hopes for you, uh, but they dropped the ball. They, the, the writing team just seemed like they didn't have anything for him. Uh, and kind of the same thing with a lot of guys like Apollo Crews. So, I, I feel bad for Kalisto. I hope that they can move him to 205 Live and make something out of him. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. So now we're going to move to the women's SmackDown Live um, competitors. Okay. So I have a statement that I will make um, later on about the women's division on each show, and I think it'll be kind of apparent once I go through this list compared to Raw's. Uh, this list is kind of stacked, at least now. At first, we didn't see it, but now more so than ever, it is stacked. Okay, so you have, in my opinion, of course, in my opinion, um, the women's single SmackDown Live roster, in my order, is Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Bella, Carmella, Naomi, Natalia, and Eva Marie. Now, of course, Eva Marie had the... Uh, suspension and she hasn't been back yet she hasn't wrestled but she had the hype around her I like that I, I like the gimmick I think I thought it was working well um Becky Lynch has done an ass ton since becoming uh, the champion on Smackdown Live um I think Alexa Bliss has been right there with her if not doing even more I think she's deserving of the championship do I think she's gonna win it no I think she deserves to have it one day um Nikki and Carmella are really 3A and 3B in my opinion I think with a little bit more mic time, Carmella could be a solid three and Nikki would be four. But uh, yeah, until we flesh out her character just a little bit more, I think it's going to stick like that. Naomi's gotten a win on a pay-per-view. That was a big deal. Um, we haven't really seen her on TV a lot, so that's why she's in the five-hole. Uh, Natalia been regulated to backstage antics, so she's six, and then you have Eva Marie last. Uh, the tag division for SmackDown. And something that I was looking at, that the tag divisions aren't deep. They're not deep at all. And um, it, it kind of shows, but then it kind of doesn't, just because of how over the bigger guys are. So with that being said, my order for the tag team is uh, Slater and Rhino, the Usos. I love what they're doing with the Usos. Keep on doing that. I love the, the different persona of the heel turn. I... I Oh, that is great. It's greatness. Um, and Slater and Rhino is great, too. Uh, can't go wrong with those guys. Uh, three, I got the Hype Bros. Um, they've been... It seems like they just get more and more time on TV each and every week. Um, whereas my next one, American Alpha, seems to... Got lost in the shuffle. Talk about being hyped up and just... Dropping the ball. I think that's where I go with a lot of these guys who got called up or um, called up too early is just drop the ball, man. 
They completely dropped the ball on these guys. Uh, I think they were ready, but I don't think they were ever thinking that Slater and Rhino would be that over or that the Usos heel turn would make them um, that much better or that the Hype Bros would be getting a magnetic charge like they are now. Um, Afterwards, again, it's like a who's who of just lower guys that can be jobbed out to the upper tier talent. You have the Ascension, um, who I think are highly underrated. Uh, I think they could be made of made something eventually, um, just with time and effort. And I think they will be. Uh, just give them, you know, a few weeks to get that under control. Uh, after that, Vaude Villains, who, what happened, man? What the hell happened? I, I just don't get it. And then Brizango is last. And again, what happened with them? That, that's the one that I think is under. I, I think it's. I think those are two guys that you can put up there as dropping the ball with because you can make something out of those guys. That They're very charismatic enough to make something out of shit, and I think they really could. I think they could do great things if you give them the room to do it. Um, but, okay, let's move over to Raw. We're going to do the Raw men's single. Um, of course, it's single. The Raw men's division. Okay, so this one has some asterisks in it. So first I have Jericho, the list of Jericho, the key of Jericho, drink it in, best friend. Uh, this guy's just hitting on all cylinders. He's showing his savvy as a veteran, um, that he is savvy as a veteran, excuse me. Uh, and yeah, just pulling out great matches, pulling out great promos. He's fantastic to watch backstage. Uh, you can't go wrong with Chris Jericho right now. Number two, um, Finn Balor. And this is one of those asterisks. I think if Finn wouldn't have gotten hurt, there wouldn't be a lot of talk about anything else, really. Um, But, yeah, Finn Balor, as in I still remember his, you know, the day after where they were, like, saying, okay, we don't have the WWE Championship anymore. We need a new one. So you guys are going to have a tournament. And Finn Balor shot straight up the card. Like a rocket. I will never forget that night where I saw him overcome everything uh, to go on to face Seth Rollins for the championship at SummerSlam. And that was fantastic. Um, yeah, his trajectory after the draft was just straight into the stratosphere of greatness. Um, I think injury sucks. I think that's why there's asterisks there. I think, in my opinion, he would be number two for me. It, but, hey, whatever. Uh, number three is Kevin Owens. Um, I think he's doing great work. Uh, he's getting overshadowed a little bit by Chris Jericho, and by a little bit, I mean a lot. Like, holy shit, the list of Jericho is more over than the Universal Championship. You might as well just put cardboard straps around the, the list of Jericho and have that as a championship. Why not? <laughs> I mean, it, it has more lineage than the Universal Championship does now. I, I would like to see them accentuate the championship more and... You don't have to take away the list or the key or any of Jericho's gimmicks. You can just have more Kevin Owens, and I think that's what we need. I think it's time for them to feud. It's time for them to feud over the Universal Championship. I think it's time for Chris Jericho to have one more run. Um, But, yeah, it's up to that. I have Rusev. I know you're probably like, well, why isn't Rollins up there? Why isn't Reigns up there? Rusev's done more than – anybody else I think really and it was tough to put the only reason I put Kevin Owens over is because 
ever since the draft, he's been on an upward path. Ever since the draft, Jericho's been on an upward path. And this whole year, Jericho, ever since WrestleMania, he's been on an upward path. Uh, Balor, same thing. So Rusev was my next logical choice. And that's just because performing promos uh, in the ring is fantastic. In my opinion, Helena Sully should have won his championship back. He's had an encounter with Goldberg. Uh, he he is going to be that guy that they're going to start putting him putting him in there with top stars. Already in Mexico City, it's going to be Rusev versus Brock Lesnar. They're already getting you used to having Rusev's name next to those bigger stars names so that you can automatically go okay well he's the top guy now because that's what's going to happen within the next year rusev is going to be a main eventer i guarantee it and he deserves it this dude is on a path of destruction and i am super excited for it okay after that we have rollins and then reigns um yeah rollins if it the shitty i i, I don't I don't like Sparkle Crotch. I hate it. I hate that shit. I, that's the Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, resting on your laurels bullshit that I hate. I hate that. Um, drop that shit. Be a tweener. You don't have to be a face. You don't have to appease the crowd. That really bugs me. Um, but yeah, like I said, that's my opinion. Y'all, I'm sure you all are different, and that's fine. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. I'm okay with that. Um, after that, we have Reigns. Um... I don't like the Roman Reigns character. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I know for a fact he works he works his ass off or he wouldn't be there. Um, well, I don't know that for a fact, but I can assume that. Um, from everybody backstage with quotes and stuff saying that he's a great guy, he's a great locker room um, top guy to have there. Uh, you know, it's Roman Reigns. Let's just move on. After that, I have uh, Braun Strowman. He's been on the path of destruction. I think he's going to be moving on to bigger and better things eventually. Um, after that, I have Sami Zayn. Of course, same thing. Um, he kind of took a dip down, and I think that's because Kevin Owens had to take the championship. They don't want them to feud over the championship right now. They probably don't think Sami or the character of Sami Zayn is ready. I think Sami Zayn is ready. I just don't think the character is, if that makes any sense at all. Um I think they're going to pull that trigger later. I wouldn't even be surprised if he gets traded to SmackDown eventually um, because both of these rosters lack depth once you get past the initial um, few stages of a feud. Um, we're going to start seeing lack of depth and needing to make new stars, and I think Sami Zayn could be that for Raw or SmackDown. Um, so, yeah, after that we have Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel, Titus O'Neil, Darren Young, um, Neville, who we haven't seen enough of, and I hate that because he's a great talent. Um, I even think Darren Young could be great. Uh, Titus O'Neil, I think we're shooting blanks. So I think Curtis Axel, they're mis uh, dropping the ball with him. I think he could be great. Um, if they give him something good to work with, he seems like he has a lot of charisma. We saw that in Minnesota um, when he faced Bo Dallas. I think Bo and himself could kind of launch each other up the card a little bit. At least so one of them can feud for the – maybe eventually for the United States Championship. I don't know. I would like to see that, but let me know what you think. Um, after Neville, I have Mark Henry. We've seen him, I think, twice with uh, the Golden Truth. Uh, stinker. It, it sucks because he's such a great athlete, and so he has a such historic place in WWE for him to be 
regulated to to that it it sucks you might as well have him become the funkasaurus rex and start dancing oh that was a bad time that was just such a bad time what a terrible time to be a fan anyway uh, after that we have big show where the hell have you been except for the sbs and shaquille o'neal um i guess that's happening at wrestlemania that's cool and then, uh, yeah, after that, I have Brock Lesnar. And that's asterisk because he hasn't done anything since the draft except for bust Randy Orton open. But even that was a botch, I guess. So, yeah. I don't really count him or Goldberg. So, I guess he would be last two. Whatever. That's cool. Okay, so now I'm going to move into the Raw Women's um, division. And, uh, yeah, it's it's fine. It it. Smackdowns is so superior in every single way because you can see let me just go back up to it you can see Becky, Alexa, Nikki Carmella, Naomi, Natalia or even Eva Marie hold on to that championship you can see any of those what is that two four six seven women at any given moment probably become women's champion and believe it and actually believe it because the writing behind it is so very well put together um, and then we go to the Raw Women's, and we have, in my opinion, Charlotte, Sasha, and then a drop-off. You have Bailey, and then a huge drop-off, Pick Your Poison. You have Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, Alicia Fox, Emma, or Emmalina, and then Paige, I guess. I guess she's still a thing. I don't know. Let me know if she is. But yeah, I mean... In reality, I don't. Ever, in the next six months, I don't see Dana Brooke, Alicia Fox, Emmalina, or Paige, four of the two, four, six, eight women. So I don't see half the division being able to go after the championship. I could barely see Nia Jax at this point doing that within the next six months. I could see Bailey doing it, but I don't think it's going to work. Um, and Sasha Charlotte's really your marquee main event. So, I mean, after your first two, you kind of have a steep drop-off of, well, we haven't seen enough Bailey, and, well, okay, Nia Jax just kicks ass. She's kind of like an awesome Kong. So, what now? Do you have Dana Brooke, who just likes to flex and botch? Or do you have Alicia Fox, who, where the hell has she been? Which, you know, where has she been? She is a... 10-year veteran, um, get her in the ring, come on, do work, you, they know how to write for women, come on, Smackdown Live does it, Rock can do it too, okay, so now we move to the Rock tag teams, um, Raw tag teams, I think it just said Rog teams, the Rog teams, we have Enzo and Cass, New Day, Cesaro and Sheamus, Gallows and Anderson, Shining Stars, and the Golden Truth, uh, Golden Truth and Shining Stars, I guess you can just kind of interchange to be dead last it doesn't matter which one they are. I think they're wasting R-Truth. I think they have wasted R-Truth since he has come to the WWE. I think they should have just called him Ron Killings. I think he should have won the WWE Championship at the height of his popularity. Um, huge missed opportunity with him. I think Goldust and when I, I, I love Goldust. I'm going to hate it when he retires, <laughs> but I think we're getting close to that point in my opinion. Um, Shining Stars, what a dud. Uh, get Carlito back, and I'll be interested. 
Um, Anderson and Gallows, I'm, I'm going from the bottom up. Anderson and Gallows have been treated like shit. Um, I think that we're on a path of where they will become great. But we'll see. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus, I think they're a necessity now in this tag division because of how the depth is. Because there's no depth. There's absolutely no depth. With the Dudley boys, when they left, you had to have somebody come in and kind of fill that role. And I think that that's what Cesaro and Sheamus did. And I think that's what they're going to continue to do. Because when I'm looking at this, this roster and what they have and what they don't have, they don't have deep divisions. The depth is not there. There are no contenders, and you kind of have to have them together right now. Um, I think once you get a resurgence in the tag division and you get some depth to the, both of the rosters, I think then you can have some of these teams break up and maybe fight each other. But right now, you're not going to see Cesaro and Sheamus. You're not going to see the New Day. You're not going to see Enzo and Cass break up. There's just not enough depth yet. Um, but yeah, New Day, I have them as two just because they're still champions. I'm kind of over this chick. Um, I enjoy watching them just because I like all three guys. I think they're great workers. I think they're great talents. I think once they break up and become singles competitors, I think we're all going to be in for a treat and we're all going to be very surprised by how well they do. Um, and then Enzo and Cass can't say anything bad about them. Love the guys. They're fantastic. Um, but okay. Yeah. So basically if I had to give an edge to the men's roster, I would probably have to go with SmackDown just because there's so much more potential. And I say that because you can't go any lower than what Apollo Crews has already been through. So you can only go up from there. Same thing with Kurt Hawkins. Um, Luke Harper uh, has a lot of potential. Um, Swagger, I think, is a jobber just for Baron Corbin. I think he's got huge things coming. Kane, Cena, whenever he comes back. I, I think there's just so much more depth to that than there is what you have. One, two, three, four, five, six guys right now in Raw who can pretty much just round out your show and that's it. Um, women, I think SmackDown gets the edge because I've already explained that. I, I think they're hands down better. Um, but... I will say Raw right now has the best tag teams um, just because Anderson and Gallows, I think, are better for than American Alpha. I think American Alpha has been um, just happy to be be there. That's what it looks like. And I hate that. I hate that. Give me depth. Give me some characterization. I think Gallows and Anderson are on a path of destruction that's going to lead them to the tag team championships. Um, and I think, even though I hate to say it, the Shining Stars can be something if they allow them to so we'll see what they do there overall I think Smackdown ends up with the better show just because it's been booked better there has been more cohesion there's been more storytelling there's been more depth and I love that I don't necessarily think the three hours have been the hindrance to Raw I think it's more so been the lack of the lack of being able to book and make okay let me just say this when a car when a clipboard is more over than the championship that's all I gotta say that's my pet peeve I, I I love the list of Jericho but as a I go back to this as okay I'll watch it because of this 
and I watch it because of the championship. And Kevin Owens is the champion. Kevin Owens isn't the one that's getting the... He's not getting the reaction. It's Chris Jericho. It is the list of Jericho. It's not Kevin Owens. He might have a few funny quips like a Tony Stark, but at the end of the day, it's Chris Jericho. And I think once we see Kevin Owens turn on Chris or Chris turn on Kevin, and then they finally go after each other for the Universal Championship, I think then your money. But until then, it's just it's just annoyingly uh, it just grinds my gears. But I don't know. Let me know what you think. Um, that's all I got for today. I nice little almost 30 minutes. Um, yeah, I was going to do that today. I'm going to kind of go a little bit more in depth this weekend with the women's division and everything they're doing because they're bringing in the tournament just like they did for the uh, Dusty Rhodes Classic and the Cruiserweight Classic. They're doing a women's classic, I guess they'll call it. Um, and one would think that they would... Um, bring in talent and then also sign them and we had former TNA knockout Angelina Love who alluded to the fact that she is interested in doing it over Twitter um, so yeah I'm probably going to go more in depth either on Saturday or Sunday about that put a podcast up then uh, just when time allows it but again I thank y'all so much for listening I really truly appreciate it don't forget to like share subscribe this um, or subscribe to the channel at least uh, it really and truly helps me out a lot, and I really enjoy that you guys are enjoying it so far. So, yeah, I will catch you all this weekend, and until then, y'all be safe and have a great night. Bye.